I wasn't a Christian man, I'd probably be kicking in your ass. Emergency, emergency, emergency podcast on the Pac-12. Oh, where, oh, where has my little Pac-12 gone? Find out here next, here on the JB's Quick Hits Low Tech Podcast. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. People in the Pac-12 are asking the same question. Where did we go wrong? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I just find the whole thing hilarious in one sense and sad in another because, as I told you earlier this week, the Pac-12 was on life support and had one foot on a banana pill and another one out the door. And it seems like it was killed off today. Before I get to today's action, 
First of all, I want to thank Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant as usual, and also Alan Johnson of LinkArts.com for your T-shirts, your sweatshirts, your bowling shirts, and your jersey and cap needs. LinkArts.com. Well, anyway, back to be and before still before I get to the action of today, I want to take us back in the memory bank. And I'm sorry I don't have the sound effect, but you know, anyway, the <laughs> go and flash back to the last couple of years and figure out how to. Everything that's gone on in college athletics wind up killing off, basically killing off the Pac-12. And a lot of people go back to uh, Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big, um, yeah, the Big 12 for the SEC. I'm going to go back even further. And that was the start of the Big 10 Network. Yes, I'm tying this to the start of the Big Ten Network because then the commissioner of the Big Ten, and his name escapes me at this moment, um, was in contract negotiations with the Big Ten, and he felt that the Big uh, that ESPN was lowballing the Big Ten. And the contract negotiations drug on, drug on, drug on. And unbeknownst to ESPN, there was a secret plan hatched by Fox. Remember those two networks later on, people, ESPN, Fox. But Fox went to the Big Ten and said, hey, you want to start your own network? We can give you the seed money and give you the airspace to get it done. And every conference since then has been chasing that move. That's why I say it goes all the way back to the start of the Big Ten Network. Because then following after that, you had things like, oh, Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State and Texas Tech were going to go to the Pac-12. At the last second, things fell apart because of the arrogance of the Pac-12, who did not want to muddy its hands with people at Texas Tech, nor still uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma. They found them unbeneath them. They would take Oklahoma and Texas because they offered them something. Well, again, one of those networks stepped in and offered Texas the right to start the Longhorn Network. Yes, Texas alone had their own network. Now, some people at Texas claim that they were doing it for the good of Texas and Texas A&M. But funny, Texas A&M got ticked off and went to the SEC and said, hey, can we join you because we're sick of Texas. And the SEC said, you got to bring somebody with you. That somebody was Missouri. 
the University of Missouri came and joined the SEC with uh, Texas A&M. Things kind of rode a little smooth from that point. There were some minor things like the death of the Big East Conference or drop it, not death, but dropping football. Um, Nebraska to the Big Ten. Um, yeah, to the Big Ten. Colorado to the Pac-12. And there were some, mi- you know, those minor shifts happened. Well, things were fine and things were great for a few years. And then the SEC decided, hey, somebody's calling us. Why don't we listen? And that somebody again was Texas. As you can see, Texas has been a major pain in all of this, too. So the SEC said, we'll listen but you got to bring somebody worthwhile with you. And Texas said, how about Oklahoma? And the SEC said, that's great. We'll have two of the biggest, not markets, but um, brands out there now blocking for us on the west side of the conference. And they took them in. And everybody thought, oh, my God, what's going to happen, this, that, and the other. And then it felt like everything was calm. And then, lo and behold, Kevin Warren became the commissioner of the Big Ten. Fox contacted him and said, hey, we got to do something to counter what they just did in the SEC and, and with ESPN. How? Because when they made that move for Texas and Oklahoma, they also signed an exclusive contract with ESPN. Remember, I told you, remember these networks. So when Fox went back to the Big Ten and said, how about you see if you, and that's funny because I just said, you go, you see if you can get UC, USC and UCLA to join the conference. And UCLA was broke because of a lot of bad money deals and bad deals with the, conf- with the Pac-12 conference. And again, a lot of the Pac-12's problems was them doing themselves, like trying to hatch their own network called the Pac-12 Network, which was a colossal failure. And schools in the Pac-12 took a bath. To the point to this day, they still owe their media partner money because their media partner overpaid them. But I digress. So uh, UCLA and USC decides to join the Big Ten. Now it's the Big Ten's turn to renegotiate their rights. They go to the table knowing that they have Fox in the pocket, who is going to be their major linear partner, and they were negotiating with ESPN to be their number two. Well, 
couple of other networks that have three letters in their names. CBS and NBC stepped forward and said, we'll take that last, we'll split up that last 40% and we'll broadcast games. NBC needed it to add more to their portfolio than just Notre Dame for college sports. And CBS, with the loss of the SEC, decided that they needed to grab the biggest prize they could, which was 20% of the Big Ten. Now, like I said, these networks are playing a major role in this. As all this is going on, the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, is starting to make noise. Hey, you're leaving us behind. This contract that you got us signed and our grant of rights that we signed away to the conference is choking the life out of us. Now they're starting to make noise. Well, their contract does not end into 2033 or 30, 30, it's somewhere in the mid-30s. It doesn't end there. There is no increases in the payouts to those conference because shrewd negotiations by, can you say it with me? ESPN is now underpaying that whole entire conference. And you got schools in that conference who came to the, who are coming to the real, realization or have come to the realization that they are stuck in a bad deal that looked great when they first signed it. And ESPN knew all along with that length of a contract that that was going to become a great value to ESPN not to the ACC, but they it looks like they can't get out of it, even though right now Florida State is trying everything they can. Whine about it, uh, start a partnership with uh, financial companies. They're going to try everything. To, and the next date to look out for is August 15th because – they might be saying, we're leaving, even though they can't get out of the contract, they don't own their media rights, and they're, but they're just tired of being lowballed. So let's get back to what causes death for the Pac-12. So once CBS and NBC stepped up and took what was left for the Big Ten, ESPN was froze out. Now, ESPN at this point is livid because the Big Ten was successful launching the Big Ten network after they told the commissioner that it would be a colossal failure, and it wasn't. And now uh, the Big Ten is signing a larger contract, the largest contract, with three different linear networks. So ESPN is just livid at this point. And who did they take it out on? You got it right, to Pac-12. Because when it was time to negotiate their deal, they were given an offer, and they rejected it. 
because they thought they were being lowball, and they thought that they could do better. I don't know from who or from where, or eventually they thought it was going to be Apple and Fox was going to make it rain for them, which didn't happen, but that's further down the line here. So ESPN, who's mad <laughs> mad at the Big Ten, took it out on the Pac-12. And so as this negotiating is going on, the Big 12, which became the Big Ten when those two schools left, decided to get its act together. Bob Bowlesby, who was the commissioner of the Big 12 at the time, leveled the ship and then went after growing brands like Cincinnati, Central Florida, uh, BYU, and there's one other, and I'm sorry, I can't remember which, oh, Houston. And so to grow there and become stable again. And then he turned it over to a new commissioner, uh, Yearmark, who's now decided that he's going to play Game of Thrones with this all, and he decided it was his turn after the, again, the Pac-12 turned his nose at the Big 12 because they didn't want to dirty their hands again with schools like Iowa State and Oklahoma State and Kansas State. Those state schools in the Big 12 and a few others, they didn't want to be a part of them. So the Big 12 became stronger, empowered, and decided to attack the Pac-12. Their first thing was to open their negotiating windows for media rights a year early and took the deal the Pac-12 turned down. Now they have a solid five-year base and now are in a, in a solid place where they can now maybe attract other schools. I wonder from where. While the Pac-12 is still floating out there, uh, they got rid of Commissioner Larry Scott decided it was time to hire a new commissioner, shut down the office in San Francisco, um, Silicon Valley area, and they hired a former gambling man with a little TV knowledge, George Klyovkov, to get them back on solid ground and save the conference and for them to add schools like San Diego State, who almost wound up not having a conference messing around with the Pac-12 because they had sent a letter saying we might go to from the Mountain West, and the Mountain West took it as, oh, you're gone. And San Diego State had to buy its way back into a conference that they really hadn't left. Well, at least pay legal fees for that whole mess. But again, I digress because this tree has many branches. So um, 
So here's George Klyakov, and he's the gunslinger. He's going to make it all happen, and he's going he's gonna to make it rain. And he kept telling his members, his, his members of his conference, the Pac-12, this is going to be great. This is going to be the biggest deal ever. This is going to be outstanding. It's going to outshine everything that's out there. And these presidents and athletic directors are buying it whole and just eating it up and eating it up and strutting around and making statements. Yeah, our contract deal is coming soon, and it's going to be this, and it's going to be that. It's going to make us number three for sure, and who knows, we might be pushing the big dogs. And they keep asking, and they keep asking, <laughs> and they keep, for over a year, members of the Pac-12 kept wondering, what, where is this deal that's supposed to be so great that we keep talking about? They got played by their own commissioner, who kept long playing the fact that he had nothing. He's a gambling man, and he gambled with a two and a three, hoping to hit on the, on the turn, and he had nothing. And so Colorado finally said, we want to see the numbers. And this was a, uh, about three weeks to a month ago. I said, we want to see some numbers. Well, Colorado had already started negotiations to go back to the Big 12 from where they came. And they had a meeting. No numbers were put out there. Just ideals and this, that, and possibilities. So Colorado, as I told you in the last broadcast, went deuces, got on a plane, and left. They did that at their media day. Everybody else has at least two to three days media day. The Pac-12 had a half a day. So they decided, deuces, we're out, got back. School had a vote. Colorado's back in the Big 12. Now everybody's like, okay, George, you got to give us some numbers for real here. Or some people's going to make be making some hard decisions. We need some numbers, so they finally meet, and George is supposedly have the these numbers. And this is off <laughs> the comment, something like, "Waiting has been the best thing that we could ever do. This contract's going to be unbelievable." So they finally meet, and they find out it's a full, basically a full streaming contract with the possibility of <laughs> games being simulcast on ESPN. And the, the, the value at the highest point is only worth $22.5 million a year, which would put them the fifth after... Big 10, SEC, Big 12, and ACC, they would have the number five contract, and people were not happy. They have been strung along for a year, 
and this is all he brought to the table. Now there were schools out there like Oregon State and Washington State thought this was a great idea, and that's because they got no options. Cal and Stanford, Stanford would like to leave, but right now they got no options either. So then you notice there was three schools that I didn't mention. Or actually, five schools I didn't mention. Well, Oregon, University of Oregon and the University of Washington have been slow dancing with the Big Ten now since UCLA and USC was added to the conference. And it was like step, step, spin, push you away, bring you back, push you away. Well, when this whole Pac-12 deal was exposed, Nike and the big companies in Washington was like, hey, Big Ten, Big Ten, you got to help us. You got to help us. But the Big Ten didn't want to be the conference known for killing the Pac-12, even though a lot of people are still going to blame the Big Ten for killing the conference because they took the first two schools. I'm going to have a pie chart of blame here at the end of this podcast, and my views are different on that. Anyway, so as that dance is going on, the University of Arizona has been on the clock since Colorado came back to the Big 12. And they asked for a meeting. And things didn't get any better. So they started behind-the-scenes negotiations with the uh, Big 12. Now, something very that's very odd is that the Board of Regents, Chancellors, President, whatever their power structure at at Arizona is it's shared with Arizona State. So it's not like that they even though they said that they could move without Arizona State, Arizona State would know everything that happens for Arizona because the same people are their power people. So then they are sitting there and sitting there and this Last night, it seems like they were ready to jump with Arizona State and Utah. There was a, a, another Pac-12 meeting this morning, and it looked like George Klyovkov was going to be able, and I know, don't know how this was going to work, but he was going to be able to bring them all back to the nine back together and sell them on the Apple contract, which is based on subscriptions. Not how many people, not per se how many households or anything like that, purely on subscriptions. And again, it only could get to like $22.5 million. So it's just crazy. But then... As they're meeting, it looked like they were all going to get back together They because they want to stay together. And he had pulled off the last hour miracle to save the Pac-9 
and then they were going to go school hunting. But then Oregon and Washington, who were offered not full shares from the Big Ten, decided to wake up and go, are we crazy? He's only offering, giving us 22 and a half. The Big Ten's going to give us somewhere between 30 and $40 million a year, which is not a full share. But still, it's 15 to $20 million more than they would have got from that stupid Apple deal. So a um, invitation was extended to those schools. They were accepted. The Big Ten will vote on it at some time. It may be today, maybe tomorrow, to accept those two. And at the same time, Arizona Arizona decided, you know, Big 12, I'm glad you're going to take us. And that's where Arizona is, leaving at this moment that, that I tape this podcast. Arizona State and um, Utah to decide to go to the Big 12 or suffer in what is the Pac-8 right now. Again, this was all started with the Big 10 network deal. I'll be back in a moment to give you that pie charter blame on where did they go wrong at the uh, Pac-12 here next on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. In a world filled with distractions, one law firm stands tall, fighting for justice. Bradshaw and Bryant. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. We take our mission very seriously. Our firm is dedicated to representing those who have suffered due to the fault of others, especially when they're distracted by their phones. Four seconds, that's all it takes to travel the length of a football field, but those same four seconds can change lives forever. Don't be the person who causes irreversible damage to others or yourself. Put your phone down when you're behind the wheel and be aware of your surroundings. Bradshaw and Bryant have championed the rights of the injured for over three decades. We excel at what we do. Bradshaw and Bryant is ready to fight for you. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 hey. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 hey.
again, I'm laughing. I'm sorry. This this is a sad day in college sports, but I, I can't help but giggle. Um, that song was "Where Do We Go From Here?" Again, from, <laughs> from Incognito, who had the first song. How did we? Where did we go wrong? The Pac-12 is going to be asking, where, where did we go wrong and where did we go from here tonight? Those remaining six schools of Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State, Arizona State, and Utah. I don't know where you go from here. You're going to have to decide that. But all I can say is your power structure has done a lousy job of, of things to the point it got you to where you're at right now. Before I do the power, the pie chart of blame, I got some mail to read. First one from Paul W., who works in Minneapolis. Hilarious. Random administrative dicks at public institutions swagging around like Wall Street moguls as if they made the money. <laughs> to me, that explains the Pac-12 in a whole because that was their attitude. We're big time. We're going to come out this okay. We're going to come out all together. Not, nothing to see here. They had their media cronies out there talking about nothing to see here. As you see those uh, memes as the place is blowing up behind them, move along, nothing to see here. On the fire burning, the little dog with the hat sitting there going, all, everything's fine, everything's okay, or Kevin Bacon, everything's fine, you don't have to, everything's okay. These people need to live in reality and stop living in their, their phony world. Uh, I have a question from Big Mike, Mike Molina out in New York. Him and his brother Matt want to say hi to you guys. First, with UCLA, USC, now, uh, now Oregon, and University of Washington, with the possibility, the minor possibility of Cal and Stanford. Where do you see the Gophers stacking up in football and other sports at the university? Well, Mike, let me say this. We knew it was going to be harder for our beloved Gophers in football, and now it's going to be even tougher in basketball. But our non-revenue sports, it's going to get tougher for them too, like softball and baseball, because, you know, those schools, those are places that have the good weather and they could practice outside longer and just all type of other things. Now, the only benefit that we have is they got to drag their ass to cold climates and play against us or go way out east to play Rutgers in Maryland. So that's the payoff that we get for allowing them to come have some of our money. But it'll be interesting to see. I texted one of our coaches just now, and I said to her, 
the conference just got bigger and better, but I know you love a challenge. I haven't heard back from her, but I know her, and I know she'll be up to it. I'm not going to name the sport because then it would tell you who I just text. Ha, 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 and I'm not that crazy. So let me get my phone straight here, and we can finally get to the pie chart of blame. My pie chart of blame for this whole Pac-12 issue, 60% of this is themselves. Their chancellors, presidents, regents, board of directors, whatever their power structure is at their school, and hiring two knucklehead commissioners that was on them, too. Signing bad uh, media deals. That's on the power struggle there, too. And also just not living in reality and realizing that the landscape was changing and they didn't change with it. And again, that's what their power people do. So 60% is on the Pac-12 themselves and their leadership. So that leaves 40%. 30% ESPN and Fox because they are the puppet masters pulling the strings, telling the Big 12 and the Big 10 who to take, when to take, how much to pay them to get them there, and this, that, and the other. I told you, those networks, and I've kind of gone back and forth where I had the networks at 60% and the schools at 30%, but I decided to change it because you got to think, how many presidents or chancellors have been changed at those schools in that period of time? How many athletic directors? Just... Board of Regents, Board of Directors, and they never got the clue. And that last 10%, I'm going to split between the Big Ten and the Big 12 for allowing themselves to be manipulated by greed and by those TV networks. Again, Six, uh, 60% the power and leadership of the Pac-12, which is now could be the Pac, well, it is the Pac-6 and could be the Pac-4 <laughs> any time. 30% ESPN and Fox. And again, let me go back to something I was talking about with ESPN. ESPN has been so upset about the success of the Big Ten Network that it's screwing the ACC Network the ACC conference with a too long of a contract knew it would be too long and that the value would benefit them and not the conference and then turned around and signed the SEC to a contract making per school almost double what the ACC, ACC schools make because they think that the SEC is going to be more profitable for them. Can't blame them, but that's a dirty dig deed, dude. Dirty deed. So 
And like I said, the last 10%, five to the Big Ten and five to the Big 12. Hey, what do you think? You like this story? <laughs> it sounds like something out of a children's fairy tale. If you like this story, if you like my pie charter blame, or if you like today's music, give me a like, send me some emails. If you know me personally, send me messages on Facebook. Uh, text me, send me messages on Twitter. However you want to get in touch with me, again, my email address is jb780 at comcast.net. Send it there. That's J-A-Y-B-E-E-780 at comcast.net. Get people that know me, you got a ton of ways and people who don't know me, you still got, you know, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter. Send me some information. With that, I want to, as usual, thank you for listening. Tell a friend, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and other out, outlets. People, this story isn't over, but I just thought it was enough. <laughs> I'm almost going 45 minutes enough for... um to make it an interesting podcast. Like I said, this isn't the end. But like the music questions asked today, where did we go wrong? And where did we go from here? With that, I wish you a pleasant evening and a great weekend or whenever you listen to this. I hope you are having a good day. Thank you and good night. J.B. is my name and up motherfuckers is my game right on negro black african american black 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 Django J B damn dolomite great card J B our great negro sex machine